With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I got to be. I was sitting in the change room and I didn't really want to bat, which is a bit different to last game where I was like so way too eager to get out there. And then we talked about over arousal levels and I probably reached double maximum, if you couldn't tell. Um, but yeah, I was a little bit more chilled. Uh, when I got out there, I wasn't, didn't have many high hopes, I think. But yeah, I've been pretty quick the last couple of days. Well, that was Glenn Maxwell talking about his record-breaking century. And I have reached over-arousal levels as well because Australia's World Cup campaign is back on track. I'm recording a podcast. Returning for the second time is freelance journalist Danny Said. Danny, have you got any recycled grade cricketer takes you want to throw at me to start the show? No, I out of the way. No, I haven't. Not yet. Um, they're they're doing good work over there, but uh, down in down in Melbourne. But no, I haven't haven't been too across them as like. Good. Welcome back. Obviously, a couple of people made note of that um, after your last appearance. You brought up a rival podcast opinions, uh, but yeah, no, so great you could join me. Have you been enjoying the World Cup? Oh, absolutely. Uh, who doesn't love a World Cup? Except for probably the spectators in India, um, <laughs> or if you're a Pakistani fan. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah, it is um, concerning long- reading those reports about the fact that people travelling over there are finding it so hard to get tickets. I know I had hoped to go to this World Cup, but when the schedule was announced so late, I just couldn't organise it. And and I think a lot of people were probably in the same boat. And I think it's a real shame because I think the World Cup kind of loses something when you don't have those international fans. Exactly. And you want... We sort of saw the writing on the wall a little bit sort of leading into the World Cup with with all of the political issues between or geopolitical issues between India and Pakistan and, and what was happening there. But like you say, when it does lose a little bit of its luster when you don't have, especially for big games, stadiums packed out. And I appreciate that some of these stadiums are seriously big. You can have the Narendra Modi Stadium a quarter full and it would pack out 
any other stadium in the world. Yeah. Um, but it, it does lose that luster and it, and it really brings down the BCCI a peg and by extension, I would say, the probably the Indian government in terms of India wants to use cricket as a soft power diplomacy tool and 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 showcase itself to the world as I'm loath to say a developing economy now, but it is a, a, a massive economy and uh, one that is as big and as significant as, as any one of, you know, your, your big your permanent security council powers. Um, and this sort of really brings it, this is its flagship soft power tool. We're just being disrespectful, disrespectful to the fans of all around the world, not giving them an opportunity to plan trips to go there. Uh, Never mind the people in India, the struggles they've had, but overall just a bit of a poor showing. Um, And and, and India's a difficult country to traverse. So it's not, say, in the UK where you can jump on a train and get to a game. You know, if you're going to go, you need to plan it. You need to have all your flights booked. So, yeah, a bit of a, a shame uh, the way it's being organised. So we get to watch it from the comfort of our living rooms, Danny. And boy, were we treated to an absolute Aussie masterclass overnight. They demolished the Dutch. Australia batted first, made eight for 399, and the Dutch were all out for 90. There are a tonne of records um set in this game so we'll go through all of them but the first one that's the biggest ever defeat in world cup history of a team 309 runs it's the second biggest ever in one day cricket overall india's 317 run defeat against sri lanka from january this year is the the biggest so australia were only eight runs behind that um an absolute flogging and it's done wonders for australia's net run rate um so australia won the toss and they lost the first week's rush without for nine. But then Steve Smith and the ship. Um, we'll get on to Warner's century, Danny, but good to see Smith in the runs, his first half century of the tournament, and they really needed him to fire. Yeah, absolutely. I think that batting order does. I think it might have been Harsher who said that the, you know, the bat. War, sorry, I'm tongue-tied. Uh, David, Warner, David Warner uh, always is the X factor, but that but that Australian batting lineup does revolve around Smith. If Smith doesn't bat all the way through and gives those your formerly your carries and your Maxwells a chance to really go, then it can be a little bit precarious. So it's good to see him sort of, and he is comfortable in India, so it is mm. good to see him. What will you write if he, if he can? Bit. Um, knock the ball around for a while. Then it gives Inglis, Carey, and maybe Stoinis, who's going to probably come back into the side, um, time to to really – or time at the end to really accelerate like we saw last night. Exactly. On that, actually, before we continue, I didn't mention – so Travis Head didn't get picked for this side, and Cameron Green replaced Marcus Stoinis, but that was only due to injury, not due to form. So um, I expect Stoinis to come back into the, the team. That was just a, a niggle he had. Um, coming into the tournament. So they probably did peg this game as one where Stoinis could rest um, if he did have uh, injury concerns. They're obsessed with loading, as as we've talked about. Um, So, yeah, good partnership from Smith and Warner. Warner went on to make 104. It was was his sixth World Cup century. So he now has the record for any batter in a World Cup. Overtook Ricky Ponting, who had five. So, Danny, you can... 
easily make a claim now that Warner's our, our best ever World Cup player. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there might have been a stat kicking around that no, the only person who scored more runs at a higher average is Rohit Sharma in World Cups. Wow. Um, so, yeah, absolutely you can make that case. And he, he loves the big stage and he probably has had – uh, that maturing of his game post-2015 and then those World Cups being in relatively favourable conditions, um, a real um, a real perfect storm for his game in, in white ball cricket. So that's really gratifying. And when he gets going, he makes big scores. Exactly right. He really capitalises you. Um, so, I'm yeah, I'm glad to see that sort of come together for him, and especially at the sort of twilight of his career. I did read uh, some figures, though, that, if you look at Steve Smith's form in World Cups, in the knockout games, Smith has done better than Warner. So, yeah, hopefully we'll need we'll need Warner if we make it to the semi-finals. We'll need him. So, um, so with that uh, six World Cup tons, Warner levels Sachin Tendulkar, and he's only behind Rohit Sharma, who has seven World Cup tons. So phenomenal. Obviously, he's second of the tournament. Steve Smith was out for 71. He was caught uh, by Van der Merwe in the gully off the spinner Dutt. But before that, actually, when Warner was on 73, there's a bit of a flashback to Lords where there was a disputed catch. Warner hit one to cover. Van der Merwe claimed the low-down catch. But when the replays um, were shown, it, it, it appeared that he sort of started to catch it in his left hand and then it sort of touched the ground and ended up in his right hand. And he claimed the catch, and I don't have a problem with him claiming the catch because you'll know, Danny, often as a fielder you might not know if it's touched the ground, and he thought he caught it. But the replays were pretty conclusive that he'd actually um, gone down and hit the ground with the ball when he landed, and we all remember the Mitchell Stark catch of Ben Duckett. So Australian and English fans knew it wasn't out straight away, um, but the Dutch didn't. Um, but then Van der Merwe took a good catch in the same over off um, Steve Smith. Yeah, absolutely. The um, the Dutch, I, I actually missed it. I was falling asleep as, as they are. Um, I did actually miss the, the, the catch, but on the generality of it, yeah, like absolutely Australian fans are, are well aware, and especially through the South African summer as well. Um, but, and there's an interesting, there was an interesting anecdote when I was doing my umpire training that fielders, fielders know more often. But that old adage that batters always know isn't always true. And likewise, like you say, fielders don't always know either. Um, Especially those half-volley ones coming forward. Exactly right. They can feel like they're going clean, but you're actually picking them up on the so half-volley. The, the, the Dutch fielding generally was really, really good. Mm. Um, and it was great to see those efforts. And I think that's probably a function of and that influence of Scott Edwards, which has been really good, that Australian attitude to fielding. Um, so that was really good to see, with the exception. Max O'Dowd had a pretty grim day in the field. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty game, grim day overall. I think he should tie his hair back. His oh, hair I, was I, flopping all over the I'm place. I'm not going to let he who... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't has, talk. Exactly. Let he he's he's not, got a few inches on your haircut. He does, sure. doesn't he? <laughs> um, so also, uh, then Marnus Labuschagne came to the crease when Smith was out, and he made a nice... 62 of 47, seven fours and two sixes. Nice innings from Marnus. We needed him and he, he, he got going. He really tried to accelerate towards the end. Then when he was out, Josh Inglis came to the crease. He made a quick fire 14, which is fine. He, he was, char- he, he had to 
um, you know, really try and lift the run rate and hit one massive six. I, I would like to see Inglis do a little more with the bat soon. He's made one and a half century, but I think we still need more from him. What do you think, Danny? Absolutely. I think that's probably a case of, like I said last time I came on, Inglis probably hasn't had the measure of international cricket quite yet. And obviously now he's got 150 on, on sort of return to the to the top level. I think Inglis probably we just need a little bit more time to see what he can do. Um, I'm not too huge on chopping and changing wicket keepers unnecessarily during World Cups. Yeah, they probably need to stick with him now. Exactly. I think they're probably going to need to, you know, barring injury, touch wood, um, there's probably going to need to stick with him for a little bit and he's not shown any signs for concern either. Um, if I was going to be concerned as far as white ball keepers are, um, I'd be I'd be concerned for Alex Carey who I thought was doing fine. Yeah, um, I thought he was doing fine, out, but I, I just think they've probably side. gone for the more aggressive player for sure, exactly. to balance out the order. And we've seen these massive scores in the in the World Cup so far. Exactly, um, good batting tracks. It's a yeah. long, it's a long batting lineup as well. So I understand the the desire to outshoot sides. Yeah, and I like English, but I like Kerry too. Uh, it, it's hard to choose between them. They're both fine cricketers. He's kept well as well. Mm. He kept well. Yeah. Um, so English was out when the score was two sixty six for four. Then Warner was out for 104 when the score was 267 for five. He actually didn't get a lot of the strike in his inning, Warner. Um, a lot of the other players were chewing up the strike. And then Cameron Green came out for a short while. But here's the phenomenal stat about Glenn Maxwell. And we, we, we heard his audio at the top of the show. He was sick. You know, he came off his, his um, sick bed like Adam Zampra uh, last week did. And he made the fastest ever World Cup century. It came off just 40 balls. It's an incredible world record by Maxwell. It's the fourth fastest ever one-day international century. It's the latest arrival by a centurion in ODI cricket. So he didn't get there till the end of the 39th over, and he made 106 of 44 deliveries. And he didn't face his first ball till the 41st over. So it's absolutely incredible. The, the old record for fastest World Cup century was Aidan Markham's 49-ball century, and that was earlier in the tournament. So Maxi smashed that by nine balls. It was his second-ever World Cup turn. His first came at the SCG in the 2015 World Cup against Sri Lanka, and that came up off 51 balls. I was lucky enough to be at the SCG for that game. And here's the breakdown. His first 50 came off 27 balls. His second 50 came off 13 balls. Just a phenomenal innings, Danny. And it's, you know, he's, he's had a, a tr difficult World Cup with the bat, but that was just incredible. And, you know, that propelled Australia from looking like getting 350 to getting 399. Yeah, absolutely. I was discussing this with my mates overnight and, and one of them, naturally being from New South Wales, negative Nancy was yeah. saying, Oh, Maxwell, isn't that good. It's good to see him in the run for once. And me being the proud parochial, not just Victorian, but from the Southeast of Melbourne, um, uh, I was very defensive of, of Glenn. And, and to be honest, the, there are so many factors that on top of all of those amazing records that just blow my mind about that performance. Not only has he just had his first child, so he's dealing with being a new dad. He, um, he's been sick. He's had all of that pressure we were discussing going into the tournament or early on in the tournament about all the pressure of being that 
full-time spinner of, of being a specialist spinner for the first time in his career and, and leading this spin attack almost. Um, he was also saying in the press conference he was concerned when he got here and there was a little niggle to his broken leg that he was worried it was going to hamper him during the World Cup. Exactly right. He's coming off a, an awful leg break. Mm. And then on top of that as well, I don't think people were fully conscious of this as well, but just the mental load of obviously overnight um, on overnight over the last couple of days, the Australians were in black armbands uh, in sort of um, to express their respect for for Fawad Ahmed, whose who's young son passed away. Um, and Glenn and Fawad are really close friends as well. So there's, and, and so are Dave and Fawad. Um, Dave Warren and Fawad are good friends as well. So that element of your really close friend having going through something really serious, so that mental load as well, um, I think there's, is there something to, to really, I really respect that, like that performance in that context that he has every excuse under the sun to not perform and to come out with that really shows the measure of the man mm, and it shows the copycats that come in. This is a man that redefined a generation of batters and redefined a generation of cricket. The, all the copycats that have come along and tried to bat like Glenn Maxwell don't do it the same way because he's a student of the game, the way he goes about it. All of the fundamentals that you try to teach kids, head still at release, get inside the ball, whatever it might be, um, you know, strong bases, all of that's still there, even when he's hitting reverse sweeps for six or whatever it might be. So it's it, it's fantastic to watch. I love what He's one of my favourite players. He's box office. He's yeah, bums I mean, off to Lux. He, um, he talked about being over-aroused in the last innings when he went out there and mm-hmm. when he tried to hit that first ball for... Um, you know, six against Pakistan. Um, but so now he's kind of, you know, he, he does admit that he needs to have a look at a few balls. Like he, he does, he, I'm sure he frustrates himself sometimes. And he talks about being over aroused. Um, you brought up that, that shocking news about Farwad Ahmed, um, you know, friend of the show, what wonderful fellow and yeah, lost his son just who's only four months old. So very, very sad. So yeah, everyone, uh, you know, I send my you know, um, best wishes to his family. He just don't know what to say in that situation. And, and you're right. You know, the players certainly um, would have had that weighing on their minds um, in last night's game. All right. So um, Australia made 399, eight for 399. And Maxwell out for 106 off 44. Just phenomenal. And and I think Mick Lewis and Adam Zampa can buy Glenn Maxwell a drink because he took to Baz Delader and his figures were 10 overs, two for 115, which are the most expensive figures ever in ODI cricket. Mick Lewis and Zampa um, had um, 113 runs taken off their spells. They went wicketless, so you could make an argument that their figures were worse, but I still think conceding 115, that is the record. So. There was a um, there was a Dutch cricket writer who was very quick to make that point on Twitter overnight yeah. that Adam Zampa and Miklos still have the worst figures, just not the most expensive figures. <laughs> exactly. Um, so phenomenal batting performance from Australia. Uh, you know, it just... You know, there were so many records they broke there. I just went through them all. I mean, that was sort of the the performance this team really needed uh, coming off Pakistan just to, you know, really put their stamp on this tournament, that they're here to dominate like the other sides. I think there was I think there was some feeling that Australia didn't have this in them, um, but, but that batting performance was just um, jaw-dropping. Yeah, absolutely. The... Um... 
this team, when we discussed it at the start of the tournament, we we were concerned about the holes in terms of the fragility of the batting mm. lineup. We were concerned about the bowling. I am, to an extent, still concerned about the bowling. I'm sure we'll discuss it. Um, but this, yeah, this side would have expected to go in and and be really clinical with the Netherlands, um, with all respect to the Netherlands. And and part of me did want them to to really perform and. Um, and to, a, to an extent, I think they did um, as far as bowling and fielding. There's, I think there's some, some brain shoots there for sure. Yeah, Van Beek, 10 overs, 4 for 74. He did well. Yeah, exactly. Ackerman, right. 4 overs, none for 19. I love the I love the initiative opening with spin. and That's true. I didn't mention ends. that. But they, that did, they, they opened with spin from both ends. And it, you could tell it did just put Marsh and Warner off a little. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. All right, so that was the Aussie batting effort. We're mm. going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to wrap up the Dutch innings, which won't be very long, and have a look at the World Cup table. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. I'm Menas. I'm with Danny. We've just talked about Australia's record-breaking batting effort. And now to the bowling effort. And it was a short one. It was a great, great innings for Australian fans watching back home because you go to bed nice and early because Australia bowled out the Dutch for just 90. So as I said, that meant Australia won by 309 runs, the biggest ever defeat in World Cup history. And it was just a steady stream of wickets. O'Dowd went when the score was 28. Uh, Vikram Singh when it was 37. Ackerman when it was 47. And they just continually lost wickets until Zampa cleaned up the tail. They lost four for four for six at the end with Adam Zampa's leg spin. Uh, bowling figures, Stark four overs, one for 22. Hazelwood six overs, one for 27. Pat Cummins four overs, one for 14. Mitchell Marsh four overs, two for 19. And Adam Zampa three overs, four for eight. That's right, four for eight. And that's um, Adam Zampa's third four-wicket haul in a row. And he's had back spasms. He's had sickness. He's ran into pools. Um, so they've had a bit going on, the Aussies. And I guess he's had certain newspapers come at him about his singing. Yes. Yeah, what was that all about? Uh, Tell me, Danny. Political reasons. Um, no, the News the, the News Corp. Uh, outlets decided to to have a ping at Adam Zampa for apparently not singing the national anthem against Sri Lanka, uh, which was uh, and decided inexplicably to link it to the referendum that's happening back here in, or happened back here in Australia. Um, just a really cynical clickbait sort of um, 
I don't I, imagine I don't Cricket cons- Australia will be too happy with that article. I don't imagine they were. I don't, um, like, without wanting to cast a special on what Cricket Australia sort of uh, – the, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that in in that comms team, quite frankly, because I don't I don't think it was helpful. I don't think it was productive. I thought it was cynical. I thought it was low rent. I thought it was. Uh, I I think the person who the people who wrote it should be should take a good hard look at themselves. Um, there's I'm all for criticism of the national side, um, if in you know in a constructive way, in, in a constructive sense, and, and when it's warranted. Um, and I don't even think that that criticism should be limited to cricket. I I understand that. Our sports teams aren't separate from politics. Politics is in everything. That's great. Um, that's fine. They are, you know, microcosms of us. But fair dinkum. Well, it's just it's just ridiculous because that's there's nothing disrespectful about not singing the anthem. Mm. What do you want them to do? Stand there and recite a pledge of allegiance? Do you... so, many, so many people who stand up in the stadium won't sing it. You stand you stand up out of respect, whether it's your anthem or an opponent's anthem. But that yeah, I'm with you. That's ridiculous. So. And to and to question the patriotism of the man as well, who's playing through back spasms for the country. Yeah. Um. And I would add as well, just quietly, since the article, um. And actually, they wrote it. They followed up another one because during the Pakistan game, the headline was "Burn him at the stake." Um. So make of that what you will. But the since he, since the first article. Adam Zamp has taken three four-wicket hauls and won man of the match while playing through back spasms. I think his commitment can't be questioned. Yeah, absolutely. That, that is crazy. Um, yeah, so phenomenal stuff from Zampa. Also, Mitchell Marsh, interesting. He was back bowling. He hadn't bowled, I don't think he bowled much in the tournament at all yet. Um, Except for the warm-up game against the Netherlands ahead yeah, of the tournament, yes. which is interesting. And so he bowled four overs, two for 19. Obviously... That might come into play with selection and uh, where they're talk, thinking about putting head in. Um, you know, do they keep green or stoyness or do they think, well, we actually want, we need more with the bat, so we're going to keep Manus Labuschagne and we'll use Mitch Marsh's overs. Uh, because, yeah, so if you had, if you kept the same bowlers, the three quicks and Zampi, you got your 40 overs there, then you bring in head for green or stoyness and then if you get the next 10 overs with head maxwell and mitch marsh what, what do you think of that danny um yeah i guess the first thing is just being conscious that that broken hand of travis heads um may impact that bowling side of things and we're i players. have heard though mcdonald said he has been bowling he has been bowling and so his bowling should be pretty good excellent so there's so there's that so that you've got 10 overs there because he will come back into the side i don't think there's any doubt about that and the other option and the other consideration there being that that's off spin and it's going the other way um so that's good to have and you've got oh, we do have a surplus of bowlers we do have a surplus of at least mm. part-timers so i think that's strong and i think marsh having that bowling option in the back pocket is really good. I think it means that they're going to be able to pick the lineup based almost entirely off batting. And so I think the expectation, I think yeah. Dan Brady said that we, um, and, and I'd agree with him, that Labuschagne should be the expected out. But if if they decide to keep him, this mm. gives them the option. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. They, they could keep Stoinis or Green. Mm. And, and the reason they do that is because Stoinis more than Green could be a bit of a finisher. Mm. Yeah, he can come in in the last 10 overs and do a bit of a Glenn Maxwell and spank the ball all over the park like he does in the IPL. And then you're right, Marnus would go out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's interesting they have that option now um, and with Marsh back bowling. So, yeah, 
just nothing much to talk about from the Dutch innings. Um, it was just very convincing from the Australians. They completely dominated them. Uh, yeah, Stark was – Stark's not at his best yet, but I, I think I think he'll get wickets in that power play as the tournament starts to get towards the – definitely shown those flashes as well, for sure. Yeah. So I think I'm – not concerned about the areas in which he's putting it in. It just, you find, and we found it with Cummins earlier in the tournament as well. And when, you know, when we're all calling for heads to roll after 0-2, mm. that sometimes these Indian pitches, not so much in Delhi where it'll keep a little lower, but sometimes it'll just sit up. Um, if you can't get your length, it'll really sit up and you your South Africans. Exactly. Your South Africans and your English that have really trained in that specialist. Well, the English, they can't bat in this tournament. Yeah, well, Anyone but the English. Exactly, anyone but the Maybe English. the Indians. Exactly. Um, so, huge win for Australia. So that left the points table. India on top, five from five with ten points. South Africa, four wins from five games in second. New Zealand, the same in third, behind on net run rate. But Australia's net run rate took, a, as you can imagine, a massive boost from that 300-plus run win. So they now have played five games, one, three. So they're in fourth spot with six points. And then you've got Pakistan and Afghanistan, both on four points. And then you've got Sri Lanka, England, Bangladesh, and the Netherlands, all with just one win. So I think it's looking pretty good now for Australia to get through to the semifinals. Been really helped by some poor performances from the other teams. Now they play New Zealand on Saturday. Then they play, I think, England, then Afghanistan and Bangladesh. Maybe I think it's Bangladesh, Afghanistan. Um, so they've got four games to go. So I'm pretty confident now, Danny, that they'll they'll get through to the semi-finals. I just Pakistan have since that game against India, they've just gone missing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's interesting because last time we were here, we were calling for heads to roll. We were mm. ice that they wouldn't make the semi-finals, and now look where we are. It's a funny game, but yeah, Pakistan. Um, Pakistan seem, and this was the concern going into the tournament as well. I think I said that that middle order I don't quite trust. That uh, their power, their middle overs bowling I don't quite trust. Do you think they were scarred against against that in scarred in that game against India because you know it was must have been pretty tough for them. They were thrown into that stadium where it was basically a political rally for India. And, until then, they've been flying, and then since then they've lost three in a row. Yeah, absolutely. Including losing to Afghanistan. So I wonder if there's some mental pressure that's got, got on top of them. It seems to be. And you look at Barbarazm in the in the press conferences and you can see that he doesn't he doesn't inspire confidence when he speaks. And I remember after the Afghanistan loss, he came out and he said, Well, when we don't bowl when we bowl well, we don't bat well. When we bat well, we don't bowl well. When we you know, <laughs> when we we, we can't we can't have all three. And you just wonder, this is a side that until very recently was the number one ODI side in the world and looked unbeatable in Asian conditions. So you just wonder whether there is a little bit of that mental pressure, especially when they put what should have been a very defendable total of of 282 or 285 on a slow track against Afghanistan, and they just motored through it. And they just didn't have any variety. They didn't have any answers. Um, the, acknowledging, to be fair, that that bowling attack is not full strength and that they've got some injuries. And yeah, the is a big miss. So, mm-hmm. you know, them falling away has kind of opened up four spot for, for sure. Australia. And to be fair, they're not out of the semi-final sort of picture either. Oh, no, never, not at all. To no, use absolutely. the cliche, they, you never yeah, I mean, know. The Pakistan-Afghanistan 
maybe England have a, a chance still of getting through. Mm. I think what Australia might want to do is they want to beat New Zealand on Saturday and that'll give Australia a chance of getting up into third spot. And then maybe you can avoid India in the semi-final. So it's mm. going to be 1v4, 2v3. So there'd be a real advantage to Australia avoiding India. So huge game for Australia against New Zealand on Saturday. Good news for Aussie fans. It starts at 4 p.m. Eastern uh, Daylight Saving Time. So that means it'll finish pretty early. Um, so, yeah, I think the table's looking pretty good. I still think, though, having one spinner in the squad leaves us very much open to having a bit of a stitch up if we got to the semifinals. Absolutely. And if Cause we... I think they'll put, I think that although it's supposed to be ICC pitches, I think they'll produce a real raging turner, especially if it's against India. But I wouldn't even be surprised if, if India thinks we probably don't want Australia in the final because they've got such a, a good record of winning World Cup finals. Let's give them a raging turner in the semi and see if we can knock them out there. Because think, if you have a second spinner, at least you make the other. The, at least you would make them sort of think about that twice. Whereas now, with just one spinner, they'll go, "Look, let's produce Turner." Well, exactly. And Glenn Maxwell in these last couple of games hasn't had the same impact. Although to be fair, that's been taken up by Zampa. Yeah. Um, but we get into even when the pitches aren't turning massively, like they were in Delhi, where they were just flat. You're because they're a little bit lower and because they're a bit slower, you still back India's batting lineup. They still bat through to like eight. So I don't think there's any um I don't think there's any reason why you can't um why India can't win in either circumstance, whether it be in the final or the semi. Um know, uh, but I just think for them it's such a no brainer against Australia. If they come against mm. us, they play three spinners, get us on a turn up. Oh, for sure. And, and, and but we've got a couple of we've got a couple of not half bad spin options as well. Um but I I I'm loath to compare Travis Head's part-time exactly. offies to Cool Deep Yada. Exactly. And, and who is probably I, the worst of the Indian spinners yeah, with respect. Yeah. So anyway, so Australia doing well, still look, still unsure that they can actually go all the way and win it. Um and as I said, if if they just had the second spinner in the squad, it means if they do get served up an absolute Bunsen burner, they can play two spinners. So that's not gonna happen. Um a couple of other things before I end this one, Danny. Mm. Um Firstly, have you enjoyed this World Cup? Because I, I would say I've been lukewarm about it. I, I've just found that it's moving pretty slowly. It's a long tournament. And I, I just don't know if uh, the tournament has enough pace in it for modern viewers. To me, it just seems to be dragging and we're only halfway through the group stage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I was astonished, yeah, that we're only halfway through the group stage. It feels like it forever ago that we started this campaign. Um, I've enjoyed the World Cup because it's a World Cup, but it's we had any close games. We've probably spoiled a little bit with the quality of cricket we've had in a lot of different forms. Why lately. do you think we haven't had any close games? I've been sort of trying to, work through some of the reasons why and obviously there's this this phenomenon now where teams with t20 cricket have just really adapted their games you're getting these massive scores of 350 400 all the time and and now it just seems like the chasing teams they don't even like try and get close to just like we're either going to win it or and if, if we can't win it well we're just going to keep hitting it and that's it, and we get bowled out way short. I think I'd probably agree with that. When you develop 
a style of game where you know our our not just the development of our of our rules and our laws but also the culture um tactically where we're in favor of what we've seen in this mm. tournament of of just straight shootouts of teams racking up 350 plus and going top that um it means that that can collapse that's so much more fragile than than it used to be teams I'm not sure have the same. A lot of these teams don't have the same fortitude to, to rebuild innings in the in the same way that we used to see. Um, so um, it's a little bit old man yells a cloud, but <laughs> the <laughs> I mean the cricket's been good, but no close games, slow tournament. Like I think, well, the format's probably also a problem. We saw this in 2019, right? Yeah, Where, and I think they're changing it for 2027. Mm. They're supposed to get more teams in. Is it? 16 teams 14 teams i believe and they play in group stages to start Mm. and then after the initial group stage they'll split and i think that's what miss what's missing from this tournament that a bit of jeopardy earlier on exactly you're right Um, i'd I'd love to see 2007 come back have small groups 16 teams you know early the i think the fifa world cup has well has tournament played down obviously you can't have 32 teams but has tournament the, the essence of a tournament down to an absolute perfect science there where every game matters mm. and because every game matters everyone piles in the only problem with making every game matter early on is that india you know pack well, up well, their bat and ball and go home if they well, don't that, go that's through. the problem so the, the disparity in the tv rights across the the world means that india's lucrative TV rights are so valuable to the ICC slash BCCI. And you've got to guarantee that they play Pakistan. Exactly. So you need to get enough games for them in the tournament. But I think if, if you're right, it's 14 teams in the next tournament. I think mm. it's then going to be two groups of seven to start with. Like and then they'll eliminate from there, which I think is still means, well, you play six games. It's That would is at least a tighter first table. It may table. be. I could be wrong about this take this as a cubic meter of salt i think they might be doing the same two tier system that they bring in with the t20 so it might be four teams in the in oh a, yeah in first phase and then, then bring in the other teams. five yeah or something like that yeah i just think the tournament's missing that um mm. so yeah so look, i've been lukewarm about it i'm sure it's going to finish well mm. australia goes all the way then i love it um but yeah, that's where we're at. Well, now we're going to get to a point where some of these games start to matter a bit more. If England don't beat Sri Lanka tonight, that's their tournament done. Yeah. So that would be love that. Absolutely love that. All right, Danny. Well, thanks for joining me on Cricket Unfiltered. Thanks uh, it's so been much great for to me. talk about the World Cup. Good, better news than when we got together last time. Australia looking good. Uh, where can the listeners connect with you on social media? I'm still on at Danny Said. Um, I am now. People might have noticed that I you didn't describe me as a news corp cricket writer anymore. Yes. Because I'm not. I'm now a media reporter at Crikey, so you can find that um, sort of by subscription. Um, but, yeah, I'm still at Dani Saeed on, on Twitter, um, and that's probably where you can find most of my stuff. Well, great. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Listeners, uh, huge game on Saturday night. I'll be back to review that game at some stage. A couple of things. If you can just rate and review the podcast for me, uh, leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. It's a great time to share the show on social media. So if you can just share the show on one of your favourite social media platforms, that would be huge help. Um, a lot of cricket coming up over the summer. Uh, but that's it. I'm Menas. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back after the Australia v New Zealand match. 
This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.